Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be joined by the wonderful Sharon Horgan, who is the creator, executive producer, and actor in the Apple TV Plus series, Bad Sisters. And I wanted to start by talking a little bit about the, the tone for the show, because one of the things that you're always so brilliantly adept at in your writing is, is this place of, of using humor to talk about dark and deep subject matters um, because of the way that it really opens audiences up. But whether it's pulling motherland, catastrophe, or this, they all have such distinctive voices in the way that they do that and so I was interested in how you really approach the script writing process and finding the specific tone for this series in a way that you can create something that has a dramatic element in talking about domestic abuse and at the same time the intersection of the humor of murder at the same time. Yeah I know I mean I think this more than anything else was was the hardest you know um, uh, tonally to 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 tread that um that fine line because it is a really fine line because there's no part of you that wants to uh you know dishonor that story or to seem like you're not giving it the sort of weight it needs you know um so so it was a really tricky one and and i suppose um we all approached it just by keeping a really beady eye on it all the time you know in the in the writer's room it's sort of like anything goes you know so you can kind of push it as far as you want but once you start writing the scripts and honing it down and then especially when you when you take it into production um we had you know re rehearsal time so you know the actors were able to sort of see that you know how, how we wanted to approach you know, the performance of it even, you know, that we weren't, that they were in safe hands, you know, that um, that we were able to balance that sort of light and dark. So, so you do it, you do it in the writing, um, but you never really know if you're managing it until, you know, you're, you're sort of, until you have it on its feet. And even then um, you find yourself in the edit room sort of wondering if that, if that, landed you know if um if there is enough enough space you know between our you know a brutal scene with grace and jp and you know a more sort of slapstick you know the sisters sort of um i i don't want to give give any of the sort of uh, murders away but you know um attempted murders away but you know there, there is a lot of there's a lot of silly in there and there's a lot of um lightness but um you know, I think especially when you're dealing with something like this, comedy is is just such um, a handy tool to have because you can, um, you know, you can disguise some some pretty hefty subject matter that, that people wouldn't necessarily come to if they knew that that was, you know, on the menu sort of thing. Um, and and I also think when when you disarm people, then when when something really um, dramatic or, or or brutal comes along, it it's more shocking. You know, it can it can it can hit you more. It can move you more emotionally, and then you get to uh, then you you get to have a bit of light after it as well. It's not like the, the relentless slog. Um, like you know, they want to punish people with um, with, with this, but 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 at the same same time you know, there's an, an, an incredibly um, hard to watch the dangerous, uh, abusive relationship at the heart of it. And, you know, these sisters, even though they are, um, 
you know, on this sort of inherently funny mission to 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 kill this monster. They um, there is a love for their sister that compels them to do it, and it's their, you know, it it it, it once you believe that relationship. You know, once you um, buy into that sister's relationship and believe that, you know, believe that at, at their core, it's 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 their love for Grace that drives them. Then you're you know you, you're fairly okay. But it's dicey, you know. It's like it's a tricky thing that you. Uh, I mean, I just ask people all the time as well. You know, in, in the process of it, just just get people to watch and feedback and. You know, I, I trust myself, but I, I also feel like when you're in the middle of making something, you get a bit kind of blinkered, you know, and um, it's good to have outside um, opinions and, and voices to, to, you know, keep you on the straight and narrow. Absolutely. And and one of the challenges in, in any new show, and particularly with this, is you've got this group of five sisters and you really want the audience to come in and feel very connected and kind of know who they are very individually. And they've all got such unique layered personalities in the show. Um, and did you find that there's a certain challenge in the fact that there's a lot of things that they don't need to say out loud to each other because they've been around each other. You know, they wouldn't say, oh, remember when we tried to murder him this way? You know, that's something <laughs> that just exists in the fabric of them in the present. Um, and so was was there a challenge in terms of figuring out how to give the audience that exposition and what elements of that answered by the structure of, of having these flashback scenes and those moments and by giving each of the sisters essentially their own episode where we get a lot of their backstory? Yeah, I mean, that was it really. Once once we sort of um went that route, we we knew, I mean, and also you have um, you know, you 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 also have um, you know, the previously on device because because you often there's when there's an awful lot going on, you know, you've got a you've got two two timelines, you've got you've got the sisters sort of domestic life, and you've got, you know, when they when it's just them together, you have you know um the 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 work scenes you just there's just a a huge amount um uh going on you know um throughout so um you know you you, you need those sort of um re- reminders um but yeah it felt like you know i often relied on the sisters just even looking at each other do you know what i mean like i i feel like so much was you got to know those sisters very quickly, very, very fast. And, uh, and that, that was just really, really valuable. And, and so you didn't always need to, I don't think sort of spoon feed an audience, you know, um, you could sort of, um, do it in a look or, and then you know that there's something there. You might not tell the audience exactly what that was, you know, why Eva is reacting in that way to John Paul or, why BB has such a depth of hatred or, um, you know, and but also the sisters have secrets from each other as well. And I, I don't know, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of risky storytelling in a way because you kind of, you want to tell the audience a lot, but you don't want to over explain and you don't want to recap in the dialogue. You know, you don't want to, I, I hate ex- anything too expositional. It immediately takes me out of it and reminds me that we're on, it's telly, you know? So um, I also think you you can give an audience a lot more credit than, you know, they, they're, they're au fait with the mode of 
you know, TV storytelling. You don't need to constantly. And, and you know, I'm often told that, you know, it, it makes an audience sort of lean in more, you know, when we, when they, when they have to figure stuff out, you know, when they have to remember what timeline they're in or, you know, what, 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 what the history of those characters was, you know, if it's all two by numbers, I think, I don't know, it can get a little, um, you know, get a little basic. Yeah. I also wanted to ask a little bit about some of the intricacies in in the dialogue for John Paul as a character, because as as the season progresses, he becomes more and more overt with the control that he's manipulating. And it's not yeah. just on his wife that he's doing this. We see that he tries to exert this in different ways over, you know, all of the sisters, a neighbor, and there's all sorts of of ways that he's becoming more and more brazen and it's less secretive yeah. and behind closed doors. Yes. Um, and also that thing where he can think that he's being quite charming and then something triggers him that causes that flip very suddenly. And so how did you find the nuance of, you know, what does it look like when he thinks he's being quite charming? What are the triggers that set him off? And then what's that shift that happens as he becomes more confident in himself in that way? Um, well, we knew that we we were, you know, really going to um, push the the narrative of, of, you know, how he progressively... Um, becomes worse and it's not just how it becomes worse it's sort of what the audience finds out you know the audience finds out sort of um, sometimes as the sisters find out so but you we really needed to do that because in order to, to have an audience on board for 10 episodes of trying and failing to kill a man you have to you, you, you know, you, we had to keep upping the ante and upping the stakes and, and, you know, our, our, our sort of, um, you know, um, device of, of having a, an episode for each sister was great. But then um, at a certain point, there's, there's sort of, so now what do you do? You know, all the sisters backstories, you know, how he's fucked with all of them, you know, what, what, what next? And um, so we had all that, we had all that, that, that story that we knew we could, um that we could rely on, you know, but then I think it's when things start unraveling and when he begins to feel like he's losing control, you know, um, cause like part of the abuse is his, you know, controlling, um, controlling behavior, you know, um, when he starts losing that, um, that's when he becomes really dangerous. And I think at that point, hopefully a- an audience, are 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 scared for her you know they're they're scared for grace they're scared for the sisters they're scared for blana you know um you know um roger to a certain extent um so yeah so that's what the story kind of gave us naturally um and um and then what clace bang sort of brought to the role um you know, like there was a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of nuance in the character. There was an awful lot of nuance in his performance as well. And and we 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 talked about that from the off that um, that really, you know, I just I didn't want him to be just a monster that didn't sort of interest me. You know, he's not a, a sideshow Bob, you know, he's a main character. And I think you can have secondary characters that are just a hundred percent cold and evil, but that's not enough. You know, I mean, that's, it's not, it's not enough to, to fill a main character. So, um, you know, he, he needed to, you know, be vulnerable. He needed to, um, 
you know, have a, a, a difficult sort of um, childhood. He he needed to um, be a good father, you know, um, and at times the home was a loving home. You know, there's there's um, th th that's that's I mean, that's how these guys sort of, um, you know, exist. Um, they you know, you can't sort of see from the outside um what what's going on or the extent of it you know so he needed to have all these uh layers you know he needed to be someone who you know his boss loved and people at work thought he was an upstanding guy you know the the priest gives a, a eulogy which is you know bb burst out laughing at in church because it's so um ri ridiculous um how he how he's seen you know so um so yeah, it was it was just it was uh important to just give him so many layers, um, including the sort of religiousness, you know, the 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 sense of him being a very moral person and you know, moral, you know, and 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 to have uh, a certain kind of righteousness uh on his side. And um yeah, it was kind of building up all of that and then just let and then Clay's just sort of just kind of ran with it you know and uh he he, he made him a buffoon at times and you know I think that was absolutely right a ridiculous preening cockerel of a man you know who if if he was given more respect that he felt he deserved he might not have you know become such a monster but um um, but because he's a weak man, he sort of needed that, you know, and, uh, yes, really, it was really interesting sort of layering him up, you know, and, and that way over 10 episodes, you know, someone isn't going to get bored of it because there's always something new to sort of reveal, you know, um, including how dark and brutal it gets at the end, you know? Yeah. And and whilst he's becoming more brazen, we have the fact that these sisters are literally watching Grace, his wife, played by Anne-Marie Duff, you know, disappear into herself more and more as the season progresses. And you can see that that's something that's been at work over the course of several years. And, um, you know, I love the moment in one of the later episodes where she tries to go to a dance class to try and like reclaim some element of herself and just finds it very difficult to even move her body because she's not even physically in touch with herself. And so what were a lot of the intricacies that that came with not just creating that in the first place, but what does this continue to look like as this behavior becomes more and more consistent and more and more commonplace as she kind of disappears into herself, you know, even asking him a question before she responds to something about his opinion or looking to him for permission in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I mean, all of that really. Um, there's a moment where they're having... Um, lunch together and, and it's one of the sort of happier scenes and he's you know uh well it starts off like that and he's talking about his birthday and you know he sort of um she sort of sees him sort of look for something and she's gone to the fridge to get the milk before he even has a chance to ask for it because she's so um used to uh wanting to keep the um status quo you know um keep him happy but um yeah, what 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 we started with was, um, I mean, obviously, what we start with is, you know, the the funeral and and the dead body. But when we first see Grace, it's, you know, 
only the sisters know how damaged she is, right? Because they know who she was. And so when you see her first, she, you know, apart from flickers here and there, she's she looks like, you know, happy to be married to this boorish, sexist, you know, racist, uh, just piece of work, you know. Um, she can't really see it. So, so if you can't see it, you kind of think, well, she's okay but I think you're, you're told very quickly that that's not who she is and and you're you're you're, you're sort of um you're you, the, the picture is painted of, of who she used to be and it's not someone that even Becca can remember you know as far as Becca's concerned she's always been this quiet um small person and uh so we, we kind of start with that but you you can't just again over ten episodes, you know. Um, you can't just play that same note. So, I mean, Amory was so great at um, doing so much of the homework herself and figuring out, um, you, you know, when to show her at her smallest and when to give her life and fun and um, when to. Um, you know when when to when to show that 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 she was happy to 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 go along with um you know how how he expected their relationship to to operate and when she would sort of want to fight back and you know there was so much nuance in what she was doing but i think in terms of um the writing it was um it's the chain of events that kind of spirals his behavior um as the sisters sort of rise up he kind of closes in on her so 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 the abuse gets worse you know i mean he's he's you can it's clear that he's you know um that that it's you know coercive kind of behavior and that he's you know financially um controlling her as well as sort of emotionally controlling her and uh but the 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 real sort of um destroying of her um sense of of self-worth and um just of her personality is it just goes into high gear you know as the series kind of um heads towards the climax and you know that that's um yeah that's because he can see that he can see the walls closing in around him and i think it kind of gets to a point where it's it's dangerous you know it's it's clearly dangerous i don't know how much you've seen but as it um you know gears into um episode 9 and that it's yeah. it's it's very scary what he's yeah. doing and you you don't know what he's going to do and uh that you feel a bit panicky you know for her and you want this you you want them to get you want them to hurry up and get there you know <laughs> I mean also in talking about your character Eva a little bit um I was interested in your your approach to one of the facets of her which is the fact that she clearly has wanted to have a family at one point but hasn't been able to and, and what that means for her in a lot of different ways and and how you know again kind of going back to what you were talking about at the beginning she's not going to sit round and go through the details again of what happened with her sisters so it's little moments of you know the humoristic response of well this is the language I prefer for people to use to to talk about me in this way or child know, free this, yeah yeah and then you know or like the the sheer anger when it's weaponized against her with JP yes. or even yeah the, the reticence potentially in a new romantic situation because she knows that's a conversation that's 
going to kind of eventually become part yeah. of it. Um, yeah. And so how did you want to kind of like interweave that in in these really kind of small and very intricate ways for her as a character, both in the writing and your performance? Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I sort of approach them both in, in, in the same way, you know. Um, the, 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 the trickiest thing about the series was to not just show five sisters in misery, you know? I mean, even when terrible things happen to them or each other or 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 Grace um, more specifically, it, it kind of had to, um, you kind of just had to move, move, move it along. And, you know, I kind of feel like that's sort of what life is like. Terrible things happen to us and they affect us and, and, then we just have to get on with it, you know? So, um, but, but in this case, because, you know, you only get 10 hours and, and you, 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 um, it's difficult to show a terrible thing happening to someone and then, then, you know, um, moving on because you don't have time. So you kind of, there's all these sort of, um, pivots that you have to do. So I kind of felt like Eva had to, she kind of had to carry an amount of tragedy with her, but also to seem like someone that you would just really want to go and have a pint with, you know, I mean, she, she's got all these sort of, um, you know, she's clearly been damaged and, and has a sort of her life has sort of gotten to the point where it's not sort of moving forward and she's not expecting it to move forward. She lives through her sisters and for her sisters and her role since not being able to, you know, um, have kids has been to provide this happy haven, you know, for the, for the girls since, since the parents' death. And, um, so I, um, yeah, I, I, I wanted her to have, um, you know, a joy in, in, in being that sort of mat matriarchal figure. Um, but but I wanted you to see the sort of collateral damage of that as well. You know, when she's on her own, we didn't get, you didn't get a huge amount of opportunities when you're telling a story that has two timelines and a murder mystery and that amount of characters. You don't get to spend a huge amount of time with these characters individually where, you know, it would be much easier if you could, but that's an audience doesn't want to, it doesn't really want to pivot and spend, you know, character study time you know you you, you kind of have to find um shorthand for that and and even if it's just her on her own watching you know nazi hunters under a under a blanket you know um drinking on her own or you know there, there's a kind of a bit of a loneliness to her when she's not with her sisters and and a slight desperation when she's trying to um you know, shift a, you know, a possible romance into a different gear, you know, those, those things kind of break my heart a bit, you know, so I felt she had to, to be this sort of um, real pillar within the family, but her, her, you could sort of, if cracks started to show, you could see how easily it could all just, you know, fall apart. So, so yeah, it was kind of the same approach for, for when I was, performing her just like just being mindful of showing backstory you know showing in my face 
you know, as much as I, as much as I, I could without it being too, dun, 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 you know, uh, sh- showing what had happened, you know, sh- showing that, 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 that there was a history there and um, showing someone who's sort of been um, damaged by that, but also someone who's a survivor, you know, um, and it was just easy with the girls because, uh, you know, they kind of, uh, they sort of bring her to life a bit, you know, and it's the same on set, you know, they're just kind of quite an infectious bunch to be around. And, you know, it just sort of immediately feels like, like you want to be with them, you know, it's a bit of a party and how much they love each other is very, you know, um, you know, is quite emotional as well, you know. And with the comedy as well, you know, with the dynamic of these sisters, there's so many great inflections and moments of that. But again, there's so many kind of minute details that come into play, like Becca's number being in Daryl McCormick's phone as Sandwich Girl, you know, which kind of harkens back to catastrophe with like Sharon yeah. London sex at the beginning <laughs> of the first sex, and the yeah. last season. Yeah. Um, and so when you're going through the scripts, kind of what, how do you approach kind of finding those really minute things where it's, you know, maybe it's not a massive plot point, but they're all just kind of layered and textured in there for the audience yeah. throughout. They're, they're funny, those little things. They they tend to come on, you're like your fifth pass. You know, there's so much heavy lifting to do at the start and there's so many um, rewrites and, you know, you kind of, it's you got to get to a point where you get it all down and then you bird's eye view it. And then you just got to dive in and, and, and make it all work and shift it all around. But little, little moments of, of detail are when you do your final pass, like, which is kind of sort of the fun bit. I mean, it's not when you've got a ticking clock and you've got like production starting, but to me, like gathering all the scripts together and just sort of, doing a pass that finds little moments of you know um nuance or 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 light or extra funnies and you know um extra sort of character detail and that also comes when you um you know when the actors come on board they just you know embody those characters and 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 you and and they bring their own thing to it so that becomes an extra an added extra that you can add to later scripts you know you go all right I didn't entirely see the, the character doing that when I was writing it but now that absolutely works I'll bring it into the the later script so it, it, it's it's sort of part of the process you know the um the little extra details yeah and then you know lastly obviously over the last few years with your production company Merman you've got so many projects that you're simultaneously working on at the same time and also stylistically very different approaches you know there's a big difference to having a writer's room for a show like Divorce as to like you and Rob sitting in a room the two of you writing the scripts together with no one else there um and so how do you feel that that's really evolved the way that you work where you know trying to solve a creative problem on one project kind of might give an idea to something else but also just the different stylistic ways of writing kind of crossing paths with each other a lot for you at this point yeah I don't know it's it's so project dependent you know I mean um there, there there's there's some um projects that I oversee in such a hands-off way it's more sort of like you know an an extra viewpoint um when you you know when in in the edit for example or like with Shining Veil I you know come in at a point when Jeff Astroff is you know on his sort of x draft and then I come in and sort of go well with this bit of distance this is uh, you know what I think and 
um, you know, Jeff works with a really small room of, of writers, you know, um, Bad Sisters had a, had, had a large room, but, you know, um, a, a smaller amount of writers when it came to, to the scripts. Um, Motherland is, again, a small room, four writers. It, it just depends. I mean, Catastrophe was so specific to Rob and I and that tone. We, we tried to do a writer's room, um, you know, because when it was doing pretty well, everyone was like, let's write. 23 episodes and you go well we, we can't do that and then you know we tried to bring in other writers and it just didn't work and they were really good writers by the way it just it just didn't work because it's so it's the blend of our voices together and that sounds wanky but it just is mm -hmm. and 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 sometimes it really works sometimes you know like I think with a thriller especially like having a hive mind to help figure out stuff you know um you know there was a lot of stuff in there that I would never if I'd sat there for a year have been able to figure out but you come up and also it means that you can be really inventive because you come up with something and you don't know the answer to it but you're just like this is what I'd like to do if I had the tools and then someone in the room has those tools and you back put it back and forth and suddenly it's you know it's possible so um you know, and at the moment I'm kind of, I'm, I'm writing on my own. I'm writing a film and it's, it's weird, you know, <laughs> to write on my own again. But, um, but it, it's so project dependent. And, and I think that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm learning. There's no right or, or wrong way to, to do it. You know, um, you, you always need good people around you. That's all I'll say. Cause even when it's something, when it's just me, um, I need a really, hands-on creative producer that I'm not scared to show early early drafts to and uh so as long as you have a really um uh solid um creative um team around you kind of anything works you know yeah no that's really interesting to hear and this the series with Bad Sisters is is so brilliant in the balance that you've managed to create as always with finding such a unique tone and voice to it so congratulations on everything with the show and thank you so much Sharon uh, thank you